Hi guys, and welcome to today's vlog. On today's episode, I want to talk about some back-to-school tips for high school and college students, and what I found in the past for me that works. Thanks all for watching. Have an amazing day. So in Ontario, Canada, we are three days away from starting school. Now, if you're in college and university, your start might be a little later. It won't necessarily be the day after Labor Day. I know a friend who starts Thursday as her first day, but back to school in Ontario, Canada is very, very close by. So I want to dedicate this post to all the blind people, whether it's your first year in high school or your last year in college, of tips as a blind person for back to school. I have had a lot of first days of school. Four years of, well, five years of first day of high school, because I did a victory lap. And a few first days of college because I switched programs. I'm almost done my DSW program. I found out yesterday I will be done by October 12th. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I will put the link for that episode in the description so you can just click and listen to it. And with my first days of school, no matter how prepared I am in June, something always goes wrong, either the first week of school or the week right before school starts. So I want to come in and give you guys some do's on how to be proactive and some don'ts. Now the don'ts are things I've personally never done. I'm a very proactive person. They're just things that I wouldn't recommend doing to prepare for the first day of school. And there's going to obviously be challenges if you're starting college or university. It's not going to go perfectly smoothly. You have to get to know your teachers. They have to get to know you. Same goes for high school. But these tips can help make it a little less challenging, a little less stressful and make you a very proactive, advocative person. So you should totally leave your orientation and mobility until the last minute. Until either the first day of school, the week after, or the week before. That is a major don't. We already have barriers to accessing services that can properly help us navigate and learn things due to how Canada's service model works. Do not leave orientation and mobility until the last minute or you won't be getting any. 
It's very challenging to get it on a good day, if not impossible. Don't try and leave it to last minute and not be able to get it because then you are not getting an instructor out at all. The accessibility counselor can't get one out for you or your principal. So you'll basically be not having orientation and mobility and having to figure it out completely on your own. So another tip, do ask friends and family for support if you can't get orientation and mobility. It's okay to have friends help you. It's okay to have family help you. Just get that support from somewhere if you can't get it. With your local CNIB or blindness agency if you're in the United States. Do make sure that you have a copy of your IEP. I don't know if IEPs are called IEPs in the States. If they're not, it's basically a plan that lists in high school all your accommodations so that you can be accommodated for what you need in school. It does not go to college up in Canada, at least in Ontario, then you have an accommodation letter. So make sure you have a copy of either one of those two things or the equivalent of them to give to the teachers or anyone else who's supporting you who does need to know your accommodation. Now that does not mean you have to give it to your friend who you sit beside, but give it to people that support you that work at the college or have signed some sort of confidentiality privacy agreement. And why I'm saying that is accessibility counselors, principals, resource teachers are supposed to email off the IEP. But we're all human and sometimes they forget to email them or teachers change and it gets sent to the wrong teacher or something happens and it doesn't get sent or the teacher just doesn't have time to look at it. That way there you can hand them the copy and say here are my accommodations, feel free to ask any questions. Now what goes along with that accommodation is ask to set up a meeting to meet with your teacher so that way there you can go over all the accommodations that you need and get them all worked out before school starts or before you have your first college class. So what I mean by that is if you know who your teachers are and you're in high school, ask to meet with them maybe in June or on registration day 
to say, hey, here are my accommodations. Do you have any questions? Because sometimes giving them that IEP or that accommodation letter, which you should bring along to that meeting and give them anyways, but sometimes just giving it to them without talking about them can be really confusing for a teacher. For example, one of my accommodations was digital copies of PowerPoints and assignments. Not every teacher knows what a digital copy is or that I need them in Word with no pictures. Or they don't know how to do it and they need you to explain what it is to them so that they can properly Google it to properly give you that accommodation. Or if you are super techie and you know how to convert your PowerPoint, then tell them how to do it. Or for someone with low vision, they might have an accommodation about lighting and the teacher may not have experience with someone with low vision or with that accommodation. So it's good to talk about your accommodations and explain what they are. And if there are certain ones that you are going to need all the time, emphasize them. There were certain accommodations I didn't always use. Um, I didn't necessarily like to use them unless I had to. Should I have used them more than I did? Yes, they were there for that reason. Uh, I just chose not to use them. Did I learn? Totally. Um, I learned not to really care what people think. They're going to judge regardless and it doesn't matter. I want to do what I want to do to be successful. So that leads into my next tip is use all the accommodations that you have access to and don't be, don't feel like you have to hide, you know, hide yourself and not use them. Am I saying you know, admit them to the whole class. Totally not. Um, that's out of a lot of people's comfort zones, including myself. I'm open with friends about accommodations, but that's about it. But what I am saying is, if you get extra time on tests and assignments, use that accommodation to the fullest you can use it. It will only benefit you. And another tip that kind of sort of stems off of that is put things down that you think you may need. Even if you don't use them, suggest that to your accessibility counselor, suggest it to people in your high school or your elementary school. Suggest it to them so that they put it down. I had a note taker as one of my accommodations and I didn't really use it that much. Um, I was just going to take it off and we were in one course in November where I really, really needed that note taker. I just could not keep up to the notes or take to taking notes, sorry, in the classroom because they taught out of the textbook and I couldn't keep up to trying to follow along and take notes at the same time. So I got a note taker then and I also used my note taking accommodation back in January when I fractured my wrist falling off a horse. I needed a note taker. There was no way I could type for the first couple days and then there were times when 
my thumb and fingers hurt from where the fracture on my wrist was that I had to stop typing and so I was able to have access to a note taker and use it. And if they can't find a note taker for you, there are other services that um, in Ontario, I know for me personally, the bursary for students with disabilities, BSWD, it's through OSAP, can pay for. One of them being Note Taking Express. I used it a lot when I took SSW, and basically what you do is you record your lectures with a digital recorder, you sign an agreement with all your teachers and the college, and then you upload them to this service and somebody takes notes and gives them back to you. I had mine set for within 24 hours, but not everyone would have it set for that quick. People might not need it for that quick. So it is a good service. Um, the accessibility of the website wasn't great when I was on it almost two years ago. That could have changed. Another accommodation that I have, well not accommodation, recommendation that I have is don't just assume, that's a don't, don't just assume you have access to accommodations. You don't unless you have the IEP or academic letter saying you have access to it. It can put you, I've never experienced it, but it can put you in some pretty bad situations. Um, for example, that note taking express thing. If I didn't have the accommodation to record my lectures and permission from my teachers, I did forget to add that in. You need permission from your teachers to record their lectures. If you don't have permission, then they have to find you some sort of human note taker to take notes. If you have permission from your teachers, you can record if you have that accommodation. So don't just assume that you can pay out of pocket for this note-taking express service and use it in your classes. You have to have confidentiality agreements signed with you and your teachers to say that you're not selling their lectures and that you're actually uploading them to Note Taking Express and it, it's a big long process so just don't assume you have access to accommodations. Always check if you're unsure. And another one is buy your textbooks very, very early. It can take a while to get them in a digital format, especially if they have to edit them. All my DSW textbooks they had to edit. So I had to get the book as early as possible and I got one book back in at the end of April beginning of May. I was starting towards the end of May and it took to the beginning of July for them to edit it and fix it and clean it up so the book was legible. And I was proactive in getting it early. I really was. Um, 
it took a lot of support from people in my class that are now friends of mine, but that's how we bonded was over that textbook. And don't be afraid to contact your college if the book isn't readable. If you can't read it, you paid. However much you paid for that book, that book was $200. Because you have to buy the book from the college, then submit your receipt. So you paid the same price as everybody else for that book, and you're not if you're not getting the same quality as they are, don't leave it because that's a disservice to you. It's easy to say this now than to actually do it. And I probably sound like a hypocrite to you guys. Um, I'm not. I didn't want to speak up about my book and seem like that girl that complained. So I tried to let it be for one of my books in FSW and the book was basically illegible. I couldn't read it. I couldn't do anything with the thing. And I learned so that when I took DSW, advocate for yourself, it, it will not only help you, it will help future students as well. So feel free to advocate and if they're not understanding the issue, show them. If you can meet with your adaptive technologist, show them what's going on with your book so that they don't just think you're making it up. My situation in DSW with that book that needed to be edited was different because meeting up with the adaptive technologist was challenging because of how my college was. I was on a satellite campus. So feel free to show them the issue. And another thing is, uh, as they don't, is don't feel bad for asking for peer tutoring, for help getting to your classes, other explanations, especially if, even if it's your last year of college, or your last year of high school, or your first year of university, don't feel bad for asking for extra support because these people, they want to help you. They really do. They just sometimes don't know how. So, like, feel okay to say, you know, hey, I didn't understand your PowerPoint because it was very visually written and visually requiring explanations. Can you explain this? And if you need specialized help or specialized testing, or you think you do, talk to someone about it and get it figured out. Same with their financial help. If you need equipment, see if there's bursaries, if you live in other provinces, or if you live in the state or another country, that can help you to basically get the accommodations that you need 
And finally, my last do is be yourself. I know it sounds cheesy, but be yourself, make friends, and have an amazing year of school. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your summer vacation and an amazing and safe, fun, family-filled Labor Day weekend. As always, if you have any questions or future topic suggestions, please feel free to let me know.